Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Life Point. Thank you for joining me. I am glad to be here sharing with you today because God is good and his mercies are everlasting and his word is something you can count on day in and day out. And I just want to read today a little bit out of Second Peter, and I'll probably read out of Second Peter tomorrow also, so you can join me. In fact, I hope that you have a good reason to join me and that I appreciate you to join me every day. I'm able to talk to friends sometimes. I always get to see my friend John and Diane at, at our adult group, every uh, seniors group every Tuesday. And they they always tell me they, what I've talked about and stuff. And so I know they listen. So this would be the day they're not. But if you are listening, hi, John, Diane. You talk about great people. In fact, Diane brought the best chocolate chip cookies to Joy Group the other day. My goodness, those chocolate chips were huge, and they tasted so good, and I shouldn't be eating them, but I did. Anyway, Lord, thanks for the day. Thanks for all you do. Thanks for all you want to do. God, just bless these lovely people, and Lord, touch their lives. May we see you, and may we see you clearly, and may we be people who respond to you always. In Jesus' name, amen. Second Peter. Uh, well, I'm just going to read through the very beginning of this because I get to the uh, to the eighth, uh, fifth verse and down I want to talk about. But I'm going to just give you a quick synopsis. So I'll read pretty fast. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who through the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ have received a faith as precious as ours. Grace and peace to yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Now, this is verse three. I wasn't going to say anything about this, but I'm going to because it says his divine power has given us everything we need for life. Everything we need for life and for godliness, he has given to us. So people say, well, I don't know where to get it. Well, you can get it. From Almighty God. You get it from accepting Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, and and spending time with Him. He says, Through this, these, He has given us His very great and precious promises, so that through them you may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption of the world caused by the evil desires. So, how do you escape the corruption of the world? You put your faith and your trust in God, you allow Him to lead you. You allow him to guide you and direct your paths. You know, I just think it's so important that we just, we stay focused on him. And when when we're focused on him, we're going to know when we've done something wrong or we start thinking something that we shouldn't be thinking, because we're humans. As long as we're humans, we're going to deal with those tendencies. But the question is, what do we do with them? How do we handle them? And I, I quote every time, I, uh, this has been my habit this year is, if something comes to mind that I shouldn't be thinking or a bad attitude or whatever, I, I think of this passage, whatever you learn and receive, uh, it's, it's Philippians chapter 4. First, I, I'll just start from the beginning. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent and praiseworthy, think about such things. I quote that scripture. I read that scripture. 
I, I mean, I don't read it because I, I have I memorized, but I, I quote it. I said, whatever is pure, Lord, help me to think pure thoughts. Lord, clear me of these, these thoughts or these attitudes that come in my mind. Lord, help me. And that's vital. I think that's why the Word of God, it says in Second Peter, is so important. He gives us the divine nature that can help us escape the corruption of the world caused by evil desires. It's evil desires within us that cause us to sin, right? Hey, we've all been there in life. As I have told you many, many times, I was very fortunate to live in a in a household that Jesus was present all the time. I mean, with my mother and father, it was it was just a constant thing. It, it, it sitting in the house, wherever we're at, Jesus is a topic. It wasn't, oh, my dad liked sports. We talked sports some and we talked life, but Jesus was the subject. And folks, that for us to be everything God wants us to be, Jesus must be the subject. The question I have to ask us and ask you, is Jesus the subject in your life? Is Jesus first place? When you walk in my house, you'll see some posters, you'll see some signs, some calligraphy on the walls that are saying biblical truths for us to think about. Then my wife has this great big cross of calligraphy in our kitchen that's on the wall that's all the names of Jesus and God inside the cross. And so, you know, you're thinking about those things all the time. I remember at home, mom and dad had Jesus on the road to Emmaus, uh, we had that picture there, and, and I think of the picture of Jesus and the, with the shepherd staff rescuing the one lost out of the out of the hundred, and the example of the going after the lost. Things you think about. My brother Doug was is a, was a pastor for forty some years and retired, and now is still preaching in a little church in Newburgh, helping them out there. And he's just been a godly man his whole life. In fact, one of my great influences watching him as a teenager go into his room and he'd be studying the Bible. And in his room, a lot of times on his ceiling, he would have he would have words and Christian things that you read when you're laying there in bed. And he would try to keep himself in tune with God. And he was a great example. He raised seven kids that were all godly, godly kids and love the Lord dearly. And uh, I'm so proud. I just talked to him the other day, so it's very fresh. He's now 77 and doing wonderful. And I'm so very, very proud of him. I'm going to hopefully get to see him uh, shortly. So anyway, for this reason, this is verse five. This is where I was going to go with to begin with, but there I get on my little rabbit trails. But I, that's all right. Again, a rabbit trails in the word of God. That's just fine. I think for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self control, and to self control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, and to godliness brotherly love and kindness, and to brotherly kindness love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen to that. You see, for if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, if you study these things, if you practice these things, if you do these things, you're going to be better off. He says, make every effort to add your faith, add faith to believe, really start believing things are going to happen and trusting God to do them and, and start looking for the answer. 
And he says, and goodness, being good to people. You know, that that's a great trait for anybody you want to be a living witness in this world. Be good to people. What do people think about you? If you run into somebody and your name comes up, what do they say about you? Do they say, well, she is a great person or, or yeah, she's all right, but she sure has an anger issue or I don't know about what she's, she's about. What do they say? That is a godly woman or a man. That is a godly man. That's a man that loves people. That's a man that cares for people. That's a man that is sympathetic. That's a man that has a heart after God. Folks, I've been around a lot of people that have the heart after God. I see many of them in church on Sunday, and I, and I see Jesus in their lives. I see many, as I walk through our joy group, our adult, our senior adult uh, every Tuesday, they have a big meeting, and it's a big group. And walk through there, and I sit down sometimes and talk to people at the table. I just see a lot of Jesus in people's lives. And it's so great to see. If you want to be a living witness, live Jesus in and out, not just in the church service, but in the world and in your home. Like I said, I was very fortunate to have a home that was Jesus was taught, lived, discussed, and prayer was vital. And I am so thankful. I'm, 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 I know I'm more great. I'm more probably been more fortunate than many, many people. And I know some people say, well, we didn't have that. I, I know. I know that. And I'm not just telling you my situation because I'm telling you because that's just what it was in our life. And I want to be that way in my life. I'm so thankful my my little girl, I say little girl, she's almost 30 here in two months, but, but she is little, four foot 11. She's little, but she is a, man, she has a heart after God. I'm so thankful that she has a heart after God and her husband has a heart after God. It means a, the world to me. You know, on our trip, on our sabbatical, we took one week to go into Zion Park and she was able to ride with us and she read a book a book about prayer, the whole, we read through the whole book when she was reading as I was driving. And it was so, so good that I went and bought five of them and I want to use them in our small group. But I'm, I'm just thankful that we have people that say yes to the call of God and live that way in their homes. He says for, and he said, and live in godliness and brotherly kindness, and brotherly kindness add love, love people. It's easy to be judgmental of people. It's easy to put people in boxes, you know, because we all make mistakes. The Bible says we've all sinned and we've all fallen short of the glory of God. We all make mistakes, but don't don't dwell on someone's mistakes or someone's sins. Maybe it's a sin in their life. Don't dwell on it. Pray for them. Encourage them. Help them. See, we need a church full of people coming in that are that have lived in sin that want to turn their life around. If they come in and they feel judged because because we start beating them down about something, are they going to stay there? No, we've got to love them, love them into the kingdom, encourage them, teach them God's truth. They need to know God's truth. We all need to know God's truth. And so I hope that each one of you are living in God's truth today. And I hope you look through Second Peter chapter 1, verses 1 through 9, which I have just been talking about, and take to heart some of these things and realize, you know, that God has a mission for you, a mission to live for him a mission to make a difference in people's lives and, you know, use it for his glory because you can help change the world. I can help change the world 
And I want to. I want this radio show to be a beacon light in the community that people know they're going to hear a message of God's truth when they tune into LifePoint. Hey, Lord bless you. I hope your day is fantastic. Go out. Be a difference. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.